0: Well, we have not looked at the real cost, the taxpayers, but we looked at more urgent needs of South Africans who have nothing, some of them, millions of them, about 10 million of them, who are depending on 350 rand social relief grant per month. And we know that in March, sorry, in April and May, grants were not paid. Um, Some claim that government, some officials claim that there is no money, and in that context, we believe that we can wait, public office bearers can wait until people who are earning so little or getting such small amounts can at least receive their grants so that um, they can have something to put on the tables because we know that there are people who are depending on that little money. So our proposal as the ACDP was that the implementation of the decision should be held in abeyance until uh, the basic needs of people who are depending on the social grant can be met.
1: Parliament's retort is that the increase is benchmarked against best practice worldwide but can we honestly say that the size of the South African government and all its office bearers is benchmarked against best practice in, 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 in terms of, of size of our administration and our elected office bearers?
0: Well, we all agree, and we also have been calling for the size of cabinet to be reduced. Our public um, office bearers are definitely, uh, compared to other governments, high in number. Hmm. And uh, so we would definitely agree with that. That if we compare ourselves with other nations, uh, the, our parliaments are bloated, and uh, we believe that they can be reduced inside, so that
1: there will be more. There will be more money to assist people that are also in need. Just, just out of interest, like, when is payday for, for MPs? Is it the 25th, the last day of the month, or the first day of the new month? It's the 15th, eh? the 15th of every month. Okay, So, so this one will come into effect only the 15th of July then, I take it?
0: We are hoping so. We were not given the, de- the exact date when it will come out. But if it is the 15th of July, then obviously that can still wait mm. for whatever. And I think obviously we have not discussed this with other political parties. We want to discuss with all, it- all political parties so that people will not think that we are throwing ah. the spin in the wheels, you know.
1: So so how are you going to take this forward now? Because obviously time is going to run out fairly soon. Uh, uh, payroll will run that extra money will be in your account and and, uh, some of the other MPs come the 15th of July. What are you going to do?
0: Uh, We will ask our WIP, who have regular meetings with other political parties, WIPs, and uh, that they discuss this matter because if there can be agreement, then uh, the finance department can be informed about the decision that uh, uh, has been made.
1: I'm sure you would have spoken to some of your colleagues at the National Assembly. Is there any other party, any other groupings, any other individuals who are standing strongly with the ACDP on this one?
0: Not yet. We are busy with that right now.
1: All right. We'll get an update from you as and when there is one. But, Reverend Meshwa, I know you are short on time this afternoon. Thank you very much for your time here on Updated Noon. All right. For more on this, we're joined on the line by Senior Research Fellow and Political Economist at uh, the Trade Collective, Lebo-Hang Peko. good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too and to the listeners. Is there justification for this increase in uh, salaries of our politicians and public office bearers?
2: Well, I think, I mean, the question would, that we probably need to ask is what is the basis for that? And, and, and recently they, they they issued a statement saying that it needs to, they intend to clarify and to put into context these um, salary increments of late. And I have a few questions that we should probably be asking, which is firstly, how are we measuring their performance and the the efficacy of their performance? I mean, across most sectors, including the lower echelons of the public sector. So that would be, um, teachers, the police service, uh, nurses, um, public health doctors, people who work in the post office, people who work at SARS, and you know, other people who are also government employees. They would usually be subjected to some kind of a key performance indicator, performance management system where you have KPIs and key performance matched against key performance actions. In the case of office bearers and MPs, that is not necessarily the case. And what seems to have happened here was that there there was an independent commission for the i think it's called the remuneration of public office bearers mm. um and 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 basically they are the ones who decided Uh, who made this recommendation, which, as we are now aware, has been approved by the president. Um, And I think the the wording that has been used in some of the reports is is tone deaf. But I think the other piece of that is what this means in the context of an economy right now, which seems to be at odds and uh, which seems to be at odds with with many other workers. We've just seen the very difficult, fractious, violent... Resolution of the Sibania miners uh, mm. situation, and of course those are not public sector workers, but I think as a principle, the tone and the mood in the country right now is that the economy is not is suffering. And that certainly at the moment, we need to be in a situation where office bearers are leading by example to all intents and purposes and are mindful of what this costs the fiscus.
1: We, we recently also noted that government has now tabled a new salary increase office for public servants, despite rejecting it before. What, what do you make mm. of the sudden change in government's attitude? If you didn't know better, you would think that there's a windfall coming in from somewhere.
2: You would, um, and I mean, it's hard to tell wh- where, where where this is coming from. And I mean, I, not to say that it isn't justified, because certainly over the last couple of years, um, I think government just, they, they recently tabled this, they, they, they tabled this today, in fact. And um, what we see is that there's going to be about, that's going to cost about 5 billion rands in, in 2022. And um, according to the Daily Maverick, that constitutes about 34% of government's total expenditure um and i mean recently the previous to that government had rejected the 10% um, pay hike as you rightly say which was demanded by the public sector so uh, i think for the economics of this are uh, what i really would want us to levitate on because we, we need to re- really need to think around the cost the return on investment um, how this aligns to basic performance related um, issues, whether or not there's, there's a standard case to be made for remunerating um, MPs in relation to their performance, and whether or not it's appropriate in the context of the current economic condition.
1: The National Treasury has also recently announced a further 7.6 billion rand loan from the World Bank. Uh, yes. Your thoughts on that and, and, and how dire uh, the financial uh, sort of status could be in your analysis?
2: Yes. I mean, that was about a week ago. And that was really that's a new financing agreement to, again, assist in boosting South Africa's COVID-19 vaccination program and the health system. I mean, I think the the, the concern that many of us will have with that, of course, is that although it's at 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 a short term level in relation to the unexpected, but the now, um, the now constantly present and uh, pandemic, which is really now an endemic. We are living with COVID. Uh, you know, what this means in terms of a legacy of debt indebtedness later on, you know, in generations to come, how that's going to recover, how that's going to be recovered by the state Discuss the sort of restructuring um, and sort of semi-structural economic structural adjustment that may have to happen later, that may be imposed upon by the World Bank in order to pay back those debts. And if we look at other African countries, um, and, and, and the global South and Latin America in the 70s and 80s, the structural adjustment experiment of having to pay back debt, one of the first casualties of that was actually then a freezing, a, a, a later on, a freezing of public sector wages, ultimately a collapse of the public sector Service provision, where hospitals, clinics, schools were either subjected to being to use the fee, um, or completely collapsed and were not functioning. No, 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 medication and so on. A drain of doctors, um, a drain of teachers and lecturers from several countries. Um, countries like Zambia lost 200 lecturers within a month. Um, at a time when there was only one university in the country. So I think South Africa, in terms of posterity thinking, has to be much more conscientious about the cost of these sorts of decisions, including um, huge salary increments at the moment and the huge indebtedness for future legacy issues.